Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Today's episode is inspired by a question that was sent to me on Twitter. If you have any questions about podcasting that you would like me to answer on this show, I would love to hear from you and you can always send me an email at podschoolpodcast.com or alternatively hit me up at Rachel Corbett on Twitter. Twitter. Somebody who did just that is Head Ovary Heels. I am assuming that is a she because of the ovary in the titles. She tweeted me, just listened to Pod School and loved it. Thank you very much. And you asked for questions. Your thoughts on pre-interview before the recorded interview. Great question. And my thoughts are that it is a great idea if you can actually do it. Some of the reasons that you might not be able to is uh, if you can't get extra time with your guest. That, of course, depends on who you are interviewing. If you are interviewing somebody that's super busy and you've just managed to get 20 minutes or 30 minutes with them and it's an absolute blessing that you got it, then it's pretty difficult to ask for more time. However, you could always ask for more time if they have an assistant and maybe get a bit more information from them. That is absolutely a possibility. The other idea is if you couldn't get time with them, that maybe you could send or prepare a pre-interview survey. If you plan on interviewing a lot of people, this could be quite helpful because maybe you might have not have time to actually sit down and pre-interview everybody that you talk to. So you could put together a few questions that will help you hone your interview questions. Um, when you're actually sitting down with that person and send them an email. Please, if you do nothing else, make sure you're not asking them to write war and peace. Nothing will turn someone off like looking at an email and thinking, oh my word, this is going to take me 30 minutes or an hour to finish. If you can, just do a survey maybe that gives options A, B, C and D. That's a possibility as well. But your best option will always be to have a chat with somebody just for 10 or 15 minutes. So why would you bother doing this? If you're going to sit down with somebody and chat with them anyway, why are you doing it twice? Well, The truth is you're not doing it twice. You're only going to do the actual interview once and that's really important to remember. You don't want to actually do the full interview in the pre-interview. The pre-interview is really just about a few things. The first is building rapport with your guest. It's very difficult to sit down opposite somebody cold, have never seen them or spoken to them before and get the best out of them. If you can possibly have a bit of time, just have a conversation so they can find out a bit more about you. They can sort of get the style of what your conversation's like. You can just touch base with them and have a bit of a chat so that when you sit down with them in the interview, it's not the first time you've ever laid eyes on each other. That'll really help you. The other thing is that you want it to help you hone your questions. You don't want to be in a situation where you've booked 20 minutes with somebody and it takes you 18 minutes to get to the killer story that you think, God, I wish I'd started with that. You want to get a sense of the most meaty areas of that person's expertise or their story so that you can just better hone your questions to make sure that you focus on those things. It will also help you work out whether they are good talent. Sometimes uh, they might have written a great book that you love dearly and that has given you a whole heap of information that you will never be able to live without. But when you talk to them on the phone, they are 
absolutely boring. And if that is the case, sometimes you have to just let them go. Having a pre-interview with somebody and a chat will give you a sense of their energy. And that is really important when you're on a podcast. Sometimes you're going to come across some real duds. And if you have a pre-interview with somebody, even before you've booked in time to actually do the interview, that can be quite good to work out whether or not that person is going to be right for your show. Because it's important to realize that it is all audio that people are going to want to be engaged by. And if you're talking to somebody who sounds like they're half asleep, then that's not going to be terribly engaging. You can also, something that's very important, find out how to pronounce their name correctly. When you talk to them, make sure, unless it is John Smith or something that you're pretty sure you're getting right, make sure that you ask them if you are pronouncing it correctly so that when it comes to the interview, you don't get 25 minutes through and say goodbye and at the end they say, uh, actually, my name is whatever, or even worse, they leave, they're upset about it, then they send you an email saying, uh, you pronounced my name wrong the entire time. So you want to avoid that if you possibly can. The pre-interview is just about building rapport and stopping you from wasting time in the actual interview so that it can help you better hone your questions. If it's not possible, it's not the end of the world. It's just something additional that can be really, really useful to help you get the best out of your interview subject. Some things to be mindful of when you are doing a pre-interview. As I said before, do not do the whole interview in the pre-interview. You just want to get an essence of the best areas to mine or the things that your guest is most passionate about so you can target your questions towards those things. You definitely want to be having a natural conversation when you're sitting down with that person for the full interview. And that means not faking the laughs and the surprise at things you've already heard before. If you do hear stories that are pretty amazing, you want those reactions to be really natural. And it's important that you don't, if you've had a conversation about something, pretend that you haven't when you're doing the real interview. For example, if your guest and you start talking for some reason about skydiving and they tell you that they had a near-death experience uh, except for the fact that they fell into a tree and were saved and it's an amazing, thrilling, phenomenal story – You don't want to get into the main interview and say, so have you ever been skydiving? And then sort of act along like you are hearing the story for the first time. If you've heard it, it's okay for you to hear it. You're the person that's leading your guest and it's really your audience that you want to be hearing things for the first time. Of course, you want to be surprised in the moment as well. But if you know things, that's fine because you're the person in control. So instead of asking, have you ever been skydiving, you could ask something like, So you went skydiving and if it wasn't for a well-placed tree, you might have died or something along those lines. Essentially, you are signaling to the listener and to the person who's telling the story. I know where this is going, but I know it's a great story and I want you to tell it anyway. Your audience will be really amazed and you will actually have natural reactions because when you ask the question that way, the person who is telling the story will tell it in a way that still gets natural reactions out of you. So don't fake it unless you're an Oscar-winning actor and you can fool us all. But even for your guest, if they know 
know that you already know the story, there's going to be a bit of trepidation in the way that they tell it because they know you've heard it already and you really want your guests to feel as at ease as they possibly can. If you can't do a pre-interview before somebody walks into your podcast studio or into your lounge room or wherever you record, then just make sure you've got five or 10 minutes if you can to sit down and have a chat with that person before you actually start the interview. You just don't want to go into your first question completely cold. You want a bit of time to have that sort of social lubrication that will let you feel each other out for a bit and let them know that you are someone to be trusted. You also want to set the expectation for them as well. And the pre-interview or the few minutes before the interview can be a great place to do that. And by setting the expectation, I mean, let them know what's going to happen in the interview. Let them know how it's going to play out so that they feel comfortable and confident. Let them know who your audience is and who they're speaking to so they understand if they have to adjust their messaging at all and let them know as much as you possibly can so that they know they're in safe hands and they know exactly what's expected of them and what they can expect from you. So those are some of the reasons why you would conduct a pre-interview with your podcast guest. If you have the time and the capacity and your guest has the time, it is a great thing to do just to make sure that you warm the guest up before they sit across from you. If you want to send in a question, please, by all means do. You can do it via Twitter at Rachel Corbett or at podschoolpodcast.com. If you head to that website, you will also find links to my podcasting tech guide, which will give you a list of all of the equipment that you need to set up a home studio if you haven't done that already and you are just starting out. I've also got a link to my online podcast course, which is a series of videos that take you step by step through all of the aspects of podcasting. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode and I'll see you next week. Until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today.